Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, obscure anime characters interacting with the real world, female otaku with crazy landladies, villains who have turned over a new leaf, the harsh realities of living on your own, and absurd magical girl humor. Listener discretion is advised. So 272, Nirvana Form Change. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and varying reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun-filled episode of the podcast, and I'm happy that we're not having so much depressing manga, because we've had a lot of them for a while, and we're back to kind of some more fun and chill things. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. If you're joining us for the first time, Welcome. Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode, I and my co-host, if I have one, will talk about different manga titles. We'll tell you the pros and cons about them, their art style, their characters, the artwork, the plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to be with anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be informative, educational, impartial, and more importantly than that, entertaining. And you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. That's S-P-I-R-A-K-N. And you don't have to agree with anything that we say. But we try to be as impartial as possible. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Stitcher, Player.fm, Instagram, and many other social media sites. And if you want to follow us, just look for Spirekin, like I said, S-P-I-R-A-K-N, on any of those sites, and you'll probably find us. We are also on the PSN network and on the Nintendo Switch network if you want to play me in one of those various games. Also, if you want to email me personally, if you have a question, comment, or concern, you can find me at xan, that's zan, at spirekin.com. So, with that in mind, let's get to the topic at hand, shall we? Because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only. The Wheel of Manga, and it dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a manga that was written by... Yokoyama Ryuchi and illustrated by Manmaru Utsuki. Originally came out in 2014 by Ichijinsha Inc., but last year was brought over here by Seven Seas, so it was released in 2017. There are two volumes, and it is a comedy slice of life supernatural Jose series that is known as, well, 
Hiho maho shojo no sonjo no nishijo, or Shernima, or as it's been named in the U.S. or in the East West, Unmagical Girl. Now this is another one of those, let's take a concept and put it on its head. And this one they're talking about Magical Girls. And this one was actually pretty unique in a very different way, because our main character is Tanayashi Miyuri. She's a 19-year-old girl living on her own for the first time, and she is an otaku who is obsessed with one TV show, Pretty Angel Nirvana. And the crazy thing is that not a lot of people remember Pretty Angel Nirvana fondly because the main character was... People didn't like her. They liked all the sub-characters, and they ended up spinning off, and they became more popular. But the main character was someone that was important to... Tanahashi uh, Miyuri for a lot of reasons. So she is obsessed with this character. She buys all the figures, all the toys, and she's really obsessed with it, even though it's not popular. And the reason why she's so obsessed with it is because it's a link to her father, Tanahashi Suguru, the director and creator of Pretty Angel Nirvana. And if you look at it, it kind of makes sense because in her real form, the main character, Pretty Angel Near Brave, looks exactly like Mayuri. She's a carbon copy. So it's kind of like it's an homage to his daughter, even though there's a lot of weird things going on. And she wasn't popular for various reasons. She was very nice, very sweet, very frill, but she didn't do anything out of the box. It was very generic Magical Girl series. So, as I said, Mayuri's living on her own, and she's trying to make ends meet. She works... And she's trying to survive in this single apartment. And her mom, trying to help her out, decided to send her her dad's old computer. Because, well, honestly, she was trying to get rid of it. She was trying to just get rid of the computer because it's there's a lot of recycling laws. And just, why don't you use this? It'll be good for you. You can have your own computer. And pretty much, Miri's like, yeah, mom, you just wanted to dump this junk on me, I guess. So... She ends up setting up the computer because, hey, it's a computer. You could use it. And when she turns it on, it turns out that this computer is filled with pretty Angel Nirvana software and images. Like, there's a rare wallpaper on there. There's folders from his work. There's all these episodes that were never seen. There were scripts. There was actually the entire series uploaded onto this computer. So it's actually really cool for an otaku like her. And she's watching this and having a great time remembering, saying, Nirvana, form, change, and seeing Near Brave become this amazing person. And she's kind of sad because she wanted to be like her so bad because she was charismatic. And Miguri is shy and quiet. And as she's on, looking at this computer, she sits on top of it and she kind of thinks, you know what, it'd be nice to have someone as charismatic and awesome as Near Brave by my side. And she's crying in her tear drops on top of the computer. So the computer starts to short out. For reasons who knows, it shorts out, explodes, and out of the computer comes... Da-da-da-da! Near Brave. The new superhero, Pretty Angel Near Brave, who cherishes the soul of bravery and kicks butt. And now she is living in the real world, where there are no evil bad guys that she has to fight. And this is... Her living in the real world because she's now stuck. She can't get back in the box. And she's now living in the real world. Now, on the one hand, it's kind of cool. You have a real magical girl living in the real world. 
The problem, though, is, is that she cannot go against the script. So the way that she's written in the TV show is how she acts in the real world. And if she tries to go against it, however, which way, she kind of short circuits and turns into a weird version of herself, which can't do anything like she can't drink because magical girls don't drink. She can't curse because magical girls don't curse. She can be mean and sad and depressed, but that's just a minor thing. She has to be as upbeat as possible. Like her going on a group date with Miyuri doesn't end well because the guy thinks he's going to get some with this, this cute girl who's a cosplayer. And it turns out that no, because Miyuri isn't designed for having relations with anybody that's not comical. So she kind of shorts out. And she just gets not super deformed, but she becomes just really different design. Like she looks all frumpy and not pretty. Just looks ugly. She goes very, I think the perfect way to explain it is she goes from being a three-dimensional realized character to being just a flat 2D character who looks very flat. And it's constantly the joke is, oh no, she's a character from an anime for little girls. So this definitely isn't in her script. And then you have to make her go back to normal. And when she goes back to normal, her hair gets puffy and she looks good again. She's back to normal. And this is her living in this world and trying to exist, like, and dealing with all of the people in Miyuri's life besides her mom. Like, there is uh, Risa Kruno, the landlady who kicks complete ass. She is very tyrannical and rude. Like, she cares about Miyuri, but she, when rent is due, she will get the rent one way or the other. Like, Mayuri gets scared that she's going to deal with the landlady, so she has near Brave pretend to be her, turn into a regular form, and she'll be able to defend her. And what happens is that the landlady, Risa, ends up taking everything, all the collectibles. I could sell this, I could sell this. Oh, that's a rare print. I can use that. And she just says, okay, near Brave is paid for. And then when near Brave tries to kick her butt, she beats the hell out of near Brave. So near Brave, in awe, decides that this lady will be. Her sensei. The crazier part is that even though Near Brave looks exactly like Miyuri in her civilian form, Risa is able to tell that's not Miyuri. And she says, next time have Miyuri talk to me myself. You're probably her sister. Don't worry about it. I won't judge you. But she's more powerful and more confident she is. Have her talk to me next time. We can figure something out. So that's how that goes. And then you have other characters showing up from the nirvana tv show specifically you have her rival who is Nearwind, this lady who is amazing at all the things that near brave is not good at so she's an amazing cook she's an amazing cleaner but she's also afraid of bugs and other things and she takes to insane lengths she sees a cockroach in the apartment she decides to use her wind power to cut the building in half to kill the bug Suffice to say, she ends up living under a bridge and makes it into her home. And this is kind of a weird running joke that they constantly see her under the bridge trying different things. Like she gets a pot and she starts making food out of junk and people find it delicious. The other person you meet is Edge. He is the formal leader of Death Metal, the organization that the Pretty Angel Nirvana group fought against. And... He is the evil leader. You know, he is the, not Zoocyte. Yeah, actually, Zoocyte's a good example. Zoocyte, he's the Team Rocket. He's the Giovanni from Pokemon. He's that guy who is the boss. 
And now that he's in the real world, he doesn't have a company anymore. So what he does is he's now found himself becoming a best-selling author writing fantasy books from the villain's perspective. So that's how what he does. He's like, I don't want to be a villain anymore. I want to make money and just be a writer. And that's what he's doing because he is against script, but it's still in his nature to be charismatic and kind of nice. So you have this. All this craziness happening in the prefecture of Ikoda. And I love the fact that this completely flips the script on magical girl genres. Especially, like, this is completely different than Kill a Kill. Well, Kill a Kill is like, oh, we're just going to make it that the suit is alive. No, this is, let's take the magical girl, put her in the real world, and have her have that fish out of water situation. And it is a slice of life. It does go with the basic tropes of, oh, she can't do this. She can't do that because of this reason, that reason, the other reason. Or, oh, Miri's now broke because Near Brave eats a truck full of food because she's written to eat like an anime character. So she has to eat lots of food and what they have to do. She has to get a job and she tries getting a job, but it's weird and crazy. And she ends up getting a job as a construction worker because she's super strong and becomes super jacked. <laughs> also, there's a lot of cool little pop references to other things. Like for example, the biggest one I noticed is that when you're reading the the manga early on you see babies are us and toys are us blatantly in the manga it's not like a little like it's not like roy's are us or toys are you no it's toys are us and babies are us and then actual places from akihabara and then you see pringles this author really did not shy away from using those product placements like the illustrator mamoru Utsuki definitely was just like, yep, I'm going to just draw what I think is real in the real world. So it's more grounded in reality. And that's a nice plus to it. Now, what can I say about this besides that? The art style, it's unique. I love the fact that it goes from one extreme to the other. It goes from Near Brave being really beautiful and pretty to her being 2D and looking slumpy when she goes against script. And then Miuri being just Miuri. She looks very normal, and it's, there's not a lot of cheesecake shots or, like, her flashing her panties or things like that. It's kind of not, it's not, sorry, the words are losing me right now, but it is not very promiscuous. It's a little sexy at times, but not, like, unintentionally sexy. It's not like, let's show her their boobs every two minutes. No, it's just more Realistic, and for a Jose series, that makes perfect sense. One second, I need to get some more. My throat's kind of hurting. But overall, I'd have to give uh, Unmagical Girl our fourth highest rating, because it is a good series. It is a bar from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky, because it is a fun, weird little series, which is very different. And the fact that it's only two volumes is really good because I could honestly not see this go any further than two volumes. If they tried to extend it past that, I think this would get stale very fast. I don't think they should make an anime out of it. I think that just having it as a manga works fine. If you disagree with me, email me, zantspiker.com. And uh, the random question of the day is going to be, if you could bring one fictional character out of a book or TV show, who would it be and how do you think they'd act? Let me know in the comments down below. So 
Anyway, let's get to the part that you've all been waiting for, and what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga! Except no substitutes. Now what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. Each of the numbers has a different manga tile connected to it, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that's corresponding to that number is what I'm going to review in the next episode of the Spark Manga Review, episode 273. So let's spin and see what I'm reviewing in the next episode, shall we? Pretty good spin. Number 10. That's kind of cool. So, in the next episode of the Spark and Manga, I'm going to be reviewing another manga by Makoto Shinkai. Seems like he has been coming up a lot lately. I think this is the fourth one I'm going to be reviewing, or third. We've got to look it up. But yes, we're going to be reviewing a manga that's based on his first work all the way back from 2002. And what am I talking about? I am talking about the manga adaptation of Voices of a Distant Star. I'll get into the geeky awesomeness and terribleness of that manga and anime series. Well, it's a one-shot, so it's the series then. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Have a great week. And uh, this show's on. I am Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. See ya.